Welcome to episode 12 of the Retronym Podcast, and today I'm going to be finishing off some gamer questions. And here we are. We're at the end of the list, and I really hope you've enjoyed listening to it as much as I've enjoyed talking about it. It's just been really good to get behind a microphone and just really start talking and talking again, and man, it's just really fun to me. So, you know, that, you know, sappy moment aside, here we go. The last set of questions, number 41 through 50. And interestingly, the heading on this one is how to talk to a gamer. So I don't know if these headings actually follow like the series of questions that are being asked, but whatever, it's fine. So anyway, number 41, are there any games you're really bad at? The answer is probably most of them. And, you know, on my worst days, probably all of them. I, I don't consider myself like a stellar gamer in any way, shape or form. It's like, I feel like I always like measuring myself up to the best. And because of that, I'm always going to be coming up short in some way, shape or form. So it's like, I love JRPGs, but like, I don't really spend a whole lot of time. Like, what is the term? Min maxing my characters and all that, like figuring out the best possible builds ever. It's like a lot of times I'm just kind of like on the straight path, like through the game. Uh, What am I really bad at? I'm bad at sports games. I'm bad at anything that's like mechanically intensive. Um... What else? First-person shooters, I'm okay at, but, like, not great. Uh, Any kind of fighting games, obviously, I'm going to be absolutely awful. (laughs) Certain rhythm games, definitely. Like, I wasn't very good at Guitar Hero or Rock Band. Like, I could, you know, strum along or, you know, play the drums along with the best of them, I suppose, or with the average of them. But I was never very good at them. So, like, I just don't consider myself really good at anything, (laughs) like, game-wise. So point-and-click adventures, I'm just trash at. Like, I cannot understand point-and-click adventures to save my life. That's probably the one that I would say I'm I'm really, really bad at. And I just get, like, I have no idea. Walking simulators, like, I can't even do walking simulators properly, to be be perfectly honest at this point. So there you go. Number 42, have you ever seen somebody get really angry when they lose? Yes, absolutely. And that's actually kind of informed my whole philosophy on taking losses like, like a champion. There's really two people in particular that I'm thinking of, both family members. One's a brother, one's a cousin. My brother, one of my brothers, I'm not going to, you know, give their specific name or anything, but one of my brothers was, like, the worst about getting angry about games. And I've talked to him about this, like, you know, as an adult, so it's, like, it's not too embarrassing, I suppose. But, man, it's, like, any time I would get close to beating him at any game, he'd throw the controller and just turn off the system. It's, like, he cannot suffer a loss. I'm just, like, come on. Why you got to be so mad? It's just a game. If you get that reference. And then my cousin, I can think of a very specific moment that just like really upset me, not because of the game itself, but because of what he did. And okay, I'll, I'll just share the story. So Halo 2, uh, we would always play these like one-on-one, you know, death matches against each other. It's like we'd get up to, who can get up to 50 kills the soonest. And it's like, it's one-on-one. So it's just like, we're looking for each other. And he was a notorious screen looker. I know he was looking at my screen the whole time. What a cheater honestly. And I don't talk to that cousin anymore, not because of this, but because of other reasons. But like, I would always lose because he was just so much better at the game than me. So like, I would get close sometimes. I'm guessing he took mercy on me at times, gave me some mercy kills here and there. But there was this one time I was just I was really booking it like I was doing so fantastic. I don't even remember which one it was, which uh, specific stage it was in Halo 2. But I was there I was like, one kill away. I had a shotgun. I had a plasma sword. I was there. I was going to do it. My heart was palpitating. Like I was probably having a heart attack as a teenager 
just being like, I am going to beat him for once. And he just stopped the game somehow. I, I, can you pause the game? Can you pause the game in Halo 2? I, I think he paused the game, quit the match. Would not give me the satisfaction of me winning for once. Like, literally, this would have been the first win I had ever had. And he couldn't do it. And he's just like, no, I'm okay. And I'm just, I I flipped out on that. I was just like, I mean, I got really angry because I was going to win. And he made it so I couldn't win. So to me, that was pretty unjust. And what a fit that he threw. And you know what? That's just that's just not nice. Like, come on. I, I had proved it. I had gained my skills up to the point where I could finally beat him. And he just turned, turns it off. And he's just very nonchalant about it. He's like, no, you're not going to win, basically. Like, he didn't really say those words. He was just like, no. Nah. No, that's pretty much all I did. And I, was, I didn't talk to him for weeks afterwards. And I, I, I wasn't going to apologize because he's the one doing it. And he never really apologized to me. So, you know, whatever. That's kind of how it is. But uh, I just can't stand that. Poor losers. Poor losers. Come on. Take the L. Do what you can. It's like, you know, I like I said, I'm not very good at games. I have to take the loss all the time. So it's just like, come on. I've had to lose gracefully. You should learn too. Uh, number 43. What's your favorite game series of all time? probably Pokemon. Uh, at one point in my life, I would have said Mega Man when I was younger. And like at some points, I really do still feel like Mega Man is just one of those like those franchises of the heart, really, that just like oh, they stick with you and you just really get into them. But unfortunately, Mega Man's just crashed and burned and there's just nothing happening now except for collections of Mega Man games. And I'm just, it makes me sad, honestly, because Mega Man has just become complete nothing like kids today they don't have Mega Man except as like you know a retro experience and even then it's like Mega Man games are hard (laughs) so it's like there's not been a release of a new Mega Man game since what Mega Man 11 other than the collections but a new Mega Man game Mega Man 11 is like the last one and like it's not even that great of a game honestly and I was there when they announced like what was it Mega Man Universe and there was that really good like what was it? Uh, Mega Man. There's this like this animated short that this animated preview, I should say, of a Mega Man game. I can't remember which one it is right now that was planned to come out that would have bridged the gap between the classic Mega Man series and the X series, at least as far as I could tell. Maybe this is just a fever dream. I don't know. But I remember seeing this preview and I was just like so excited. And uh, Mega Man Legends 3, again, you get so excited. Mega Man Legends 3 is the reason I bought, I bought a 3DS at the time. Because I was so hopeful and like it's just crashed and burned like Mighty Number no. 9 just killed it completely like somehow it just killed it like ugh, KG Inafune like I'm just so so sad honestly that we just can't get a Mega Man game anymore like a proper Mega Man game and that's just all I want I don't care which series it is it could be another X game a Zero game ZX Legends, Battle Network, Star Force. I'd take another Star Force game. Those games aren't too bad. I haven't played too much, but I mean, they're kind of like Battle Network. The classic, another classic Mega Man game. Uh, Mega Man 12. Come on, let's let's do it. But no, no, they all Capcom is interested in Mega Man as collections and uh, what there's like a mobile game right now that's apparently not very good and it just makes me sad. It's just yeah. So maybe that's my favorite game series just because it's like it's it it just hurts that there's nothing else coming out it's like pokemon obviously it's going to be the staple like one of the favorites but maybe Mega Man's like the the one favorite that i have the main favorite what's more important action or story well that's kind of a you just kind of have to take the whole thing as a package like 
there are some games that have fantastic stories and terrible gameplay. And there are some games with fantastic gameplay and terrible stories. And it's like, I play both. For me personally, I like having a good story, but if a game is just really like mechanically sound, like I can get past a really terrible story. Like, I mean, Mega Man games don't have much of a story, but they got some amazing action. So like maybe, honestly, if I just had to choose between one, I'd probably choose the gameplay, honestly. Because I, if a game just doesn't feel good, it's hard to get into the story. But if a game does feel good, you can kind of give the story the benefit of the doubt if it's just even terrible. So, yeah, I guess gameplay would have to be the thing because I play games to have fun. I, mean, I like being, you know, intellectually stimulated and getting into these worlds of imagination. But I also just like a good feeling game. And it's just like if it's the game has terrible controls, like I just can't really get into it. That's probably, you know, I'm going to you know, step on Nate's toes again. That's probably why I just didn't enjoy Shadow of the Colossus very much. Because I just don't feel like it was like, it, it didn't like control the way I wanted it to control. And that's probably a me thing. And the story is fantastic, but I just didn't control the way I liked it. And I, I just feel like there's too many mistakes I made because the game just doesn't control well. So there you go. I guess gameplay is what I'm looking for the most. And also, you know, rhythm games just are completely gameplay and no story basically all the time. So <laughs> there's that too. Uh, number 45, is there a game that is considered to be really bad, but is your secret guilty pleasure? Uh, really bad, but a secret guilty pleasure? Like, I'm just kind of looking at my list of top 100 games here. So do I have any guilty pleasure games, like, that are, like, really bad? I, I can't really think of anything, to be perfectly honest. Like, I don't know. Uh... I usually play pretty, like, normal, popular stuff. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't really know, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Like, I, I play stuff that people tend to like, I think. I mean, I really still enjoy Sonic games, like, and I really enjoy 3D Sonic games. So, I mean, a lot of those games are considered really bad, but I still find them enjoyable. And I still go back to the Genesis games like every now and then. And, you know, in retrospect, a lot of people do consider those pretty bad games, like whether that's because of the fandom or, you know, the, the cultural stuff surrounding that and furries and all that. I don't know if people just have a bad taste in their mouth because of that. But I, I, I enjoy Sonic games, like even modern ones, and I'll still play them. So I guess that would be kind of my secret guilty pleasure. <laughs> but it's not really secret and I don't really feel guilty. So it's just like, I just like what I like, and I play what I like, and if people don't like it, there you go, that's fine, they can do whatever they want. Number 46, if you could have any video game character as your best friend, who would it be? Any video game character as my best friend? Um, uh, I don't know. I like characters. I can't really think of any best friends that I want, because like typically if you're like a, let's say a JRPG protagonist, like you're really going to go through a lot of stuff in your life, so it's like... I'll be your friend, but who boy, I don't want to be caught up in all that. I mean, if I had to choose somebody, I mean, I guess it could be really fun to hang out with Phoenix Wright. He seems like a pretty cool dude, and you know, he, he's a he's a lawyer, so you know, it's always good to have a lawyer as a best friend. So there you go. Let's go, let's go with Phoenix Wright. He's a cool guy, and he's definitely a video game character because he acts very video gamey. I suppose. Uh, number forty-seven. If you could marry any game character, who would it be? I don't know. I don't really care. I mean. Let's think about a game that's on my top 100 list. So I'm looking at my top 100 list. And, you know, this is from 2021. So this is last year. Obviously, some things have changed. Uh, number 39 is Clonade. Clonade is a visual novel, and it's a romance story. It's been adapted into an anime, but it's a visual novel. And I played it 
like I want to say like 2005 2006 on my like very like terrible laptop that I had at the time and I got the English translation for it as well and I played through it using the 300 hour guide and it probably took me that long because it was just it was a really long game so I mean it's it was a romance game it was basically like a dating game but it was also way more than that it was like a really great story like a really fantastic storyline so it's like I don't know anybody from that. Like, if I had to marry game characters, it'd probably be the ones that I really got to know, like, super well through the course of this game and, like, many different routes. So, you know, thankfully, this is one of those, you know, clean visual novels. So it's like, there's no weird stuff going on there and none of that weird fan servicey stuff. So it's like, a lot of those characters were just really wholesome. So it's like, you know, anyone from there, if I had to choose somebody, there you go. And, you know, I talked about Adele in a previous episode in Bravely Default, too. So it's like, you know, She's, she's pretty cool, I guess, but I don't really care. It's like, it's not what I play video games for, so there you go. I mean, I guess if I'm playing a romance video game, I guess that's what I'm playing it for, but whatever. Number 48, would you rather have loads of time to play games but only be able to buy two games a year or be able to buy loads of games but never have much time to play them? I don't see how there's any other good answer for this other than the first ones. Like, I would rather have lots of time to play it but only be able to play a few because I feel like I can get really, like, like, neck deep into a lot of good games well not a lot of good games but a few good solid games if i can only buy two games a year that that's great it's like i don't really want to get i mean i'm obviously in that mentality and it's just like it's probably not a good idea to be in that mentality where you're just constantly like adding games to the pile and everything adding games to your backlog but never have time to play them it's like i have an entire like binder filled with switch games that i'm just like i have all these games that i keep buying for whatever reason because i'm you know a terrible person and I never really have time to play them. So it's just like kind of wasted money at that point. And if I had loads of time to play it and I only bought two games a year, you can bet that those games would be being played like to completion, like completely, like 100%, unless they're terrible games. But, you know, in this day and age, it's like you can avoid getting terrible games. It's like pff, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, that's going to keep me busy like for a long time. And I just really don't see anything else coming out this year that I'm really going to be putting a lot of time into other than like the Tycho Switch game. But that's not like it really, you know, a, a big game for like story wise. So like Xenoblade Chronicles 3, that's going to keep me busy. And I've got, I'm going to be having that since like the end of July. So that's almost half the year itself. So, yeah, I'd rather just be able to buy two games a year and have the actual time to play it. So that's like a no brainer to me. Number 49, in your opinion, what is the worst game of all time that you've played? This feels remarkably similar to one from like the, the, the beginning. But like Ping Pals was like a complete like awful game. It's the worst game that I've ever played because it was not a game. It was absolutely terrible. I don't know. That's pretty much it. Like I'm pretty savvy at like, you know, not getting games that are just absolutely terrible, except for that one. And it's probably because of that one that I got it. And then, you know, I'm, I mean, if you want to talk about like the worst purchasing decision I've made, that's game wise. Like I can give you a story about that. The worst thing that I did <laughs> as like somebody who's enjoyed games is that, that Super Nintendo that my parents bought me for, I think it was my birthday, and they called it mine and everything, I was getting really fed up with my brothers hogging my Super Nintendo because that was my Super Nintendo. So here's what I did. I ended up taking that Super Nintendo to the local, you know, used game store. I sold that Super Nintendo. Just, and all the good games going along with it. Like, <clears throat> I probably made, like, hundreds of dollars on trading that in. And I made the stupidest decision that I've ever made in my life. I took the money from that Super Nintendo sale and I bought a Game Gear. Because I like Sega games. I like Sonic. 
I, I played a lot on the Sega. That's, you know, usually what I skip school to do. And I bought a Game Gear. And that was the worst decision I've made, like, probably the worst purchasing decision I've ever made in my life. Because that was so bad. And the game I got was, like, a Garfield side-scroller and a Sonic game. And I think there was an Echo the Dolphin game as well. It was the worst, the worst purchasing decision I ever made. I should be properly shamed for trading in a Super Nintendo with all that good stuff for Game Gear. And I think I bought a battery pack for that too as well. And I really wanted the TV tuner because I wanted to be able to watch TV on it. And I never got that. It was a terrible decision. The Game Gear is a terrible system. So if you want to talk about worst decisions I made gaming-wise, like worst games I played, the entire Game Gear library was just the worst game that I've ever played in my life. Trading in that Super Nintendo was the worst game I've ever played in my life. It did not pan out for me properly. And I still regret it to that day because we had some really good games. And then finally, number 50, the last question on this list. Would you give up video games for life and receive $500,000 in cash? Or would you refuse the money? And honestly, like, I feel like I would have had the same answer even as a kid. I would absolutely give up video games for life and receive $500,000 in cash. Now, you know, today's day and age, it's like, it's probably not a lot of cash, honestly. But that's a huge chunk of change. And I'd absolutely give it up because like I've mentioned in my previous episodes, I have other hobbies that I can do. Games are great. I love them. I'm doing a podcast about them. I'm talking about them. I've talked about them for hours at this point. I made a three-hour episode last year about my top 100 games of all time. I love video games, but I need to be a responsible adult. And it's like if I was able to get a chunk of change by somebody crazy enough to give it to me just for giving up video games for life, it'd be like not a problem. I'd just sell them all. I just give them away, honestly. Like, I, I don't even really care. If I got $500,000 in cash, like, that would pay off all debts that I have right now, pay off my house completely, or just, you know, finish fixing up my house so I can sell it and go get, like, some good properties somewhere else, like, just a really solid homestead for my family. Like, absolutely, yeah. That would be a huge chunk of change for me to be able to do something like that for my family. And that's just what comes first. Like, and I have no qualms about that. Like, I would not even be sad in the least. I'd just be like, all right, I guess I'm just going to do something else with my time. You know, learn how to farm better, learn how to take care of our animals better, or just learn how to do origami. Like, I, I do not have a problem. Like, I can give up video games tomorrow if there's a good enough reason to do so. I'm invested in this hobby, like, very deeply, but I'm also just like, I, I can get rid of this if I need to. I don't need this. This is okay. And I think that's the best attitude to have for any kind of hobby. Like if my hobby was sports and somebody said you had to give up sports, I would hope that I'd be willing to do that too. Even though the physical fitness aspect of that would be great. Like it's like you'd have to be willing to give it up if it meant like you have a better life for your family. I don't know. I'm just kind of rambling at this point. But to me, this is like, that's not really, <laughs> that's not even really a dilemma for me. It's just like, absolutely. I do that. No problem whatsoever. I'd probably do it for a hundred thousand dollars to be perfectly honest, because that would be a perfect amount to pay off debts. And I would just rather be debt free. So there you have it. Those are my answers to the top 50 gamer questions. You should ask gamers because gamers are weird people. I don't know. I don't know what that was going for, but you know, as far as that goes, as far as the list of questions actually goes, this is a pretty decent one. It allowed me to be a lot more introspective and reflective than I might've normally been. And while I know that I'm having difficulty speaking because I'm going like into the wee hours of the night trying to record this all in one shot, I really enjoyed it. And I hope you enjoyed it too. And I hope that you take the time 
to tell me what your answers would be. Or maybe you disagree. Maybe you think my answers were absolutely terrible and that I'm a terrible person for not liking Shadow of the Colossus the way it should be like. I totally get that. Your name is probably Nate and you want to get on me about that. That's totally fine. Send in a voicemail, you know, rebut me a little bit, you know, call me out on social media. Totally. I love discussions like this. Please discuss with me about this. I, I think it'd be really fun. But until next time, there you go. Those are the 50 gamer questions. Thank you for listening to the RetroNim podcast. You can find me at Twitter with the username at RetroNim, that's spelled R-E-T-R-O-N-I-M, and through email at theretronym at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to rate, review, subscribe, and all of that other fun stuff. I don't even know what it is. You can also check out my other podcast, Henshin Dad, if you are curious about the wide world of tokusatsu. Thanks again for taking time to listen to me today, and until next time, keep enjoying the games that you love.